Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts. Assuming my internet cooperates on today's episode, as we tried to record yesterday, was completely bonked over the head with... Really poor internet, powered through on the FCS show, but we're going to see how far we can make it. So far, so good, Ryan. I'm hoping that we don't yes. jinx anything, but today we're talking Keanu Benton from Wisconsin for our next interior defensive lineman show, and Siaki Ika from Baylor. We've got the big boys today, Ryan. Are you excited? Yeah, man. Now, they uh, they both play nose for their teams, but they're very different type of noses, which is going to be interesting unfortunately i already know a little bit of what joe's going to say about each player yeah. with our technical mishap but uh it's uh if anything this is probably the most fun show that we've had this week man because uh i mean oh, like jalen really disagree J- what, what's you disagree no it's because we really disagree that's why it's well, fun it's because we really disagree and then also it's always fun to watch a big guy man like jalen carter mm-hmm. and brissy are like completely different cats comparative to these dudes but like they are just massive guys and pretty cool backstories, really. Both I think both guys have a pretty neat backstory when you kind of diagnose it a little bit. So uh, I'm I'm not actually privy to those backstories. So curious to, to hear it for for both of them. Uh, no, but you hit the nail on the head. Though watching the big dudes move is so freaking fun. And as anyone knows, every I think everyone who evaluates players, or even if you're not a scout and you just watch film, everyone has biases in scouting. And if you've been listening to this show for long enough and you've been listening to my is, first isn't cycle, it, isn't it just biases? Is it biases? Is that, is that the word? I don't know. That's I think you good. have biases, right? You don't have biases. Okay, was, you've got me sitting here <laughs> looking up. You always say a word during our shows. I'm just like, I don't know if that's a word. I just don't know if it's a word. 
I, you don't have word. to look it up now. You don't have to look it up now. I'm just I was just asking a question. You completely screwed me up. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, now, we, now we have, now we have uh, dead uh, space on the, on the uh, show. Great wait, job, that's your fault. That's your fault. Just it's let me talk. I don't. I, I Because I'm going off of like, I, I don't know why in my head, like diocese. I don't know if it's spelled the same exact way. Like, it sounds, like sounds like you're a Greek philosopher or something. Oh, shut the hell up. Uh, there are <laughs> There is bias with, with everyone has their own bias when it comes to scouting. And mine happens to always be with the big dudes. And if I love a guy that can move at an outrageous size, I, for whatever reason, am always attracted to that. I, I don't know if that makes me um, – I don't know if that is a negative aspect of my evaluation process. But, like, I mean, Ryan, if you had to come up with, with, with something that you think you always lean into, what do you think it would be? It used to be – it used to be technicians at, at edge that had great hand usage and great plan, but weren't great athletes. So like I loved um I loved Derek Barnett when he was coming out of Tennessee. Mm. That place with the Eagles, who's not turned out to be very good. I think he had more personal fouls last year for the Philadelphia Eagles and Sacks. And uh, I loved Curtis Weaver coming out of Boise State. His was a little different because he had injuries and stuff coming out, but I have learned over the years to value traits at the edge spot. So I guess that was at one time my bias. Um, I still tend to really like pocket passers, I guess that's kind of changing as well. But I think the biggest thing, Joe, is that you understand you have a bias. Yeah. Kind of adapts yes. your way of okay. thinking. Right. So that, get out of your, all... get out of, get out of your own way with the big fat boys, man. No, well, I, the, well, there, you can't get out of the way with the size of these guys. They, they, you they literally take, can't they, get out of the they, way. They take literally. up a lot of space. Uh, but no, I like, I will acknowledge that I lean towards the big guys, and that's where I'm going to lean today is a, a little bit of a spoiler. Before we get to that, though, folks, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, that being Bet Online. If you're like me, betting on baseball is pretty slow, it's pretty boring. I, I don't mind watching baseball, I'm getting a little bit more into it. But these games are slow, and to make them a, a bit more entertaining, I started going to bet online. I put a, a you know like ten dollars down on some of these uh, money line bets or some of these prop bets, and it just makes it a little bit more interesting. It makes things fun until we get to the football season when it is betting chaos, and I am betting any game that I can get my hands on. If you want to build up your bankroll a little bit and have some fun betting some easy bets for baseball, go to bet online. Find all the latest news and sports developments, including. NBA Summer League and Major League Baseball and the latest fighting news and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get in on the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ryan, talking on these two defensive tackles. Keanu Benton starting first. You alluded to the background on both of these guys so what's the background on Keanu Benton I mean just like a couple cool things he was a really good wrestler in high school I think he had a I think already had a 48 and 2 record as a junior in high school and you kind of see he obviously wrestled heavyweight so he's a 285 pound designation and I think that shows up on film man I know we're going to get into more of that in a second here but I think that wrestling background is very prevalent he's an uh, he's a interesting player though Joe because usually I don't think Wisconsin gets a guy that looks like this, right? Like he's six three, seven eight, three hundred twelve pounds, thirty four inch arms. I mean, this kid looks like he should be playing SEC football, right? Like he is a 
big, long, athletic, physically imposing type of player. He's out of the state of Wisconsin, though, and he was a he was a consensus three-star recruit. So for whatever reason, I don't know if it was a level of competition in Wisconsin, whatever it might be, I think Wisconsin got a hidden gem right in their state, which I don't think they would usually get. You know, like they had that Matt Henningston kid that came out last year that was more of a 6'2", 6'3", 295 pounds, you know, just kind of try hard, decent athlete, but like he was a he was a grinder, right? Mm-hmm. Keanu Benton's not a grinder. Keanu Benton is a physically impressive athlete for his size, but for whatever reason, he was very under underrated despite being a, a standout wrestler and the physical profile he has now. So I think Wisconsin got a, a absolute gem in their backyard here. Yeah, you brought up the wrestling background when we were doing the, the Twitter space yesterday, and I, I was really uh, not shocked, but I, I, I was I thought that that was really interesting information to add to his evaluation because the one thing that I really loved about him is his hand usage. I, I haven't seen anyone in this class that uses his hands so aggressively to disengage. I've joked about different prospects almost swinging like they're they're trying to throw punches. Keanu Benton has that in him. And if if you know anything about wrestling, folks, uh, there is a lot of hand disengaging in wrestling that is a, a big part of trying to avoid getting taken down and, and getting thrown around on the mat. And you see that in his game. He is very, very aggressive with his hands. The big thing that I know that you're in love with, Ryan, is the power, the raw power that he brings to the table. That is certainly very, very rare. That Mm -hmm. allows him to push the pocket and makes it hard for guys to block him. And he's got a really good bull rush. I think that that's all he has is the bull rush. But he has a really, really tough bull rush because of how straight and powerful his lower body and his upper body is well he's a really physically strong player to your to your points because he, i think he has a strong lower half you kind of alluded to that already but i also think he's a really good athlete man like i think that this kid can move and i think that that's why he's able to create that power i think what the difference in our opinion on this one joe in my opinion is we both see the physical power we both see the hand strength like that stuff's easy right like, like he's got the Good quick feet for the wrestling. He understands leverage, all that good stuff. I think that he is limited in this defense because he is, for Wisconsin, they're like, you're going to play nose. You're going to beat up on centers. You're going to take on double teams. You're going to kind of do a lot of the dirty work. So he doesn't get the tackle for loss numbers. I think he had like five tackles for loss, two and a half sacks, something like that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get the flashy numbers. Similarly to how we kind of talked about Jalen Carter a little bit, you know, the last episode out of Georgia. But I think that there's a lot – of upside with his movement skills. Like I think at the next level, you could put him at three. You could put him at four. You can put him at four I. And if he's a three tech on the next level, I think you could let him be an attack style player. Like I don't think he has to be a two gappy player where you're limiting his ability to create pre- uh, penetration and havoc. I think that he has a lot of upside in that regard, which I just think he's and. No fault to Jim Leonard. He's a great defensive coordinator, and it works at this level. But my point is, is that I think that Benton can do more from that gap-style attack-style defense. I think that he can create a lot more havoc and a lot more pressure if he was able to, given that leeway and giving that ability to do it. I 100% see the, the versatility, and I think that he certainly can play as a three-tech, and he might even be more valuable in a 4-3 defense. Like He might 
be able to provide more value. Yep. Where I get ultimately hung up is I, I, I see the upside as him providing more value as a pass rusher, but it didn't show up on tape when I was watching him. That's I didn't fair. I didn't get a lot of an impact as a pass rusher in terms of like him using moves. And I know it's hard to do that from from a zero and from a nose spot. The main thing that contributes to this though is I think that his motor is not great and his stamina is uh, is pretty poor. There were a lot of plays where I was watching him and if he didn't get off immediately and he wasn't getting a clear not a clear like a fully clear open path but like was getting past the blocker or pushing him back, if he got slowed down a little bit, he ran out of energy very very quick and there were some drives where it felt like he was a little bit gassed and wasn't giving a full effort. So that concerns me. Like I, I need to see improved stamina this season before I can, I think, buy in as much as you have. That's fair. I mean, again, though, I, I think that what can, can contribute to that a little bit is the fact that he's doing all the dirty work, you know, on a down-in-down on down basis, working against double teams and working at the point of attack. Like, it can be tiring. It can. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. I just – I think he has overwhelming power. At, wor- at worst, I think that he's a very good starter with overwhelming power to push the pocket. But I think there's more upside to that. Like, I think that this kid, kid can be a five to six, occasionally a seven sack type of player on top of being a dominant. Uh, he reminds me from a, from a, um, from an impact perspective. Like, think like he's not the same body type, but like, think of Akeem Hicks, right? Like, Akeem Hicks was a, dominant run stopper but then he would also chip in with like six six sacks somewhere in that ballpark like this is what i see with keanu benton and i think when i when i watched the purdue game especially that was one of the more dominant games i've seen of a def- interior defensive lineman over the last couple of years like i mean he he was literally unblockable he was he was just <laughs> he was he was making guys quit like they just did <laughs> not want anything to do with him man it, it was like the bad reps were stalemates, the and every other rep was just him just destroying guys. So I, I'm buying into Keanu Benton. I think that he has top fifty upside. I really do. And if you told me eventually he's a late first round pick, I wouldn't doubt it, man. Because like, what's the difference between him and a Dalvin Tomlinson or him and a um, Dexter Lawrence? Yeah. Like. I don't know, man. Uh, I, think, I, think, I, think, I Dexter, think there's some special traits there. I think there's special Dexter traits. Dexter Lawrence, I think, gave a little bit more, but the Dalvin Tomlins, like actually, I think that's a pretty good Dexter. Uh, Dexter Lawrence Harrison. was a little hot and Dexter Lawrence was a little hot and cold to Clemson, though. Like he had that's great true. traits, but like he was I remember he had yeah. like sack production as a freshman in the next couple years. It was just like it was very hot and cold film, you know? Okay. And and again, he's the same victim of the the role that he was in probably wasn't advantageous for being a playmaker on that Clemson defense. Same thing with Keanu Benton, but I'm just talking about like trait for trait. I don't see a ton of big separation between those types of players. If we get a, a Dalvin Tomlinson like impact from Keanu Benton, I think that's fantastic. And I think that's probably his realistic ceiling is that, or in Akeem Hicks, I think either of those guys, if he steps into that type of a role and has that level of an impact, I think that's pretty realistic for Benton. I right now value him, I think, just outside of the top 50 at the end of the second round because this is a really good defensive tackle class. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's not. Um, It is. And I I think that we're probably going to have a lot of guys that go in the second round, but I say middle end of second round. Like, I, if he lives up to what I'm pitching him to be, which is primarily a run defender, even as uh, a nose for a team that runs a 3 4. 
if he mm. ends up playing that role for a team, like I, there's a ton of value for that. He's really freaking good at doing that. But for me to buy in, like you're saying, that top fifty, I just want to, I want to see him put more effort into the passing, the passing game. That that's where I'm hung up on it. We might. The reality though is that we might not see it at Wisconsin. Like we might yeah. not get the full scope of what he can do. Just because, why would you change his role in the defense? He's an ass kicker right now for the role that he's being asked to do. So. I think I think this is one where you have to get a little creative with how what your upside is. Like this is a projection, right? But mm-hmm. I think the traits weren't a projection. Like I, I I just think there's something there. We'll see though. I mean, this is the great part of summer scouting is we don't know all the answers, but we will find out eventually what the answers. What's are. his eligibility? Is can he be a, it, a senior bowler? Is, he's a senior bowler eligible uh, guy. I believe. Yep. Okay. Because mm-hmm. then maybe we get to see him in some different roles at the senior bowl, and then that can provide. A little bit more yeah. clarity. Maybe he's a Travis Jones kind of guy that we, you know, we don't really have Maybe. the full perspective on him, and then he goes in there and moves around a little bit and kicks everybody's ass. It, it it's very possible, man. I just I think there's something there, and he was on NFS, so I believe he is a senior eligible player. So yeah, he should be at Senior Bowl or Shrine, I guess. If Shrine's competing, we're told they are, so whatever. But we'll see. All right, the next guy that we're talking about is my boy Siaki Ika. Oh who, God. I absolutely love the LSU transfer number 62 in your hearts, six foot four, 358 pounds, which is freaking was was that verified? Uh, That's what the the, if you want to check the verified, that's what his his size is. I don't know what you mentioned that he's got a bit of a backstory. Six four, three fifty four, six four, three fifty four. So he's he's legitimately that big, man. He's a big dude. If I recall correctly. Ika was a pretty highly recruited kid. So he was a four-star, 13th-ranked defensive yeah. tackle. Well, a part, a part of the backstory. So four-star recruit consensus across the board, rivals 247 ESPN. He ranked as high as 159, according to 247 Sports, on the composite ranking, which composite rankings take everyone together. And if you are consistently across the board, you rank higher, right? Like that's basically what it is. So – Joe, at that size, his senior year, he, he's out of the state of Utah. He had 89 tackles and 14 sacks. So he was uh, in high school. Yes, his senior year, he had 14 sacks for uh, for his team. So, I mean, he was probably just bigger and stronger than everybody. Here's a couple of the weird backstory stuff. You already okay. said LSU transfers yep. over, has a really nice season in the Big 12 this past year. He has a health kinesiology and leisure studies major. What the oh. hell is leisure studies? What uh, the hell is leisure uh, studies? Let's look it up. Leisure studies. What is leisure studies? Well, I, I, hey, I think that is a uh, wait. Leisure studies is a branch of social sciences that focuses on understanding and analyzing leisure. Okay, that doesn't. Oh, recreation and tourism. So it's oh. okay. But that, that is it like a gym teacher kind of a background? Is that no. what it is? I mean, tourism, I'm thinking of like... But I think it's more recreation because yeah. if he's the, the kinesiology major, could you imagine Siaki Ika as your freaking gym teacher? Could you imagine that that's great. what... <laughs> so he studies the the movement of the body. That's yeah. basically what he does, right? So, so I, I give him big ups for probably knowing how to uh, properly take care of his body being a kinesiology major. He's got no excuse, but... Yep. Last I, thing. I, Last yes, thing. go ahead. Go ahead. I want to interview him so I can ask him that this. His nickname apparently is Apu. APU. So is that like a Simpsons reference? I don't know, man. I don't know where it comes from because I'm looking at his name, Siaki Ika or Ika. Where does Apu come from? 
I want to know. AP. Um, I don't know if that's like a Polynesian word or. Yeah, let me let me look that up. Um, or it's a Simpsons reference. Those are those are the only two things that would make sense. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I saw it and I'm just like, what the heck? Where the heck does a poop? That one. That is a really weird random note. While you look that up, Siaki Ika for me. We've already established that this is a big boy. This is the biggest boy that we have found so far, and he will remain at the top of the big boy hierarchy. Uh, I, I should put out a big boy power rankings. Is he uh, is he bigger boy than uh, Steve Avila? Uh, he is a bigger boy than Steve Avila. Steve Avila oh. wasn't 360, was he? Uh, I mean, he was like 340 something, but he was a big guy. Um, Apu, that- apparently, there's a yeah, I found it on Hawaii, uh, Hawaii.edu. Um, apparently, it means a small drinking vessel, usually made of coconut shells. Huh. That's there interesting. Don't okay. don't know why he's a he small vessel. That's why. It's that okay? We're, we're, we don't want to get caught up in this. <laughs> I think that Keanu Benton is obviously the stronger player of the two, but to see a player of this size to be able to move the way that he does, and on some of his best reps. He is freaking scary to watch. And we were on the space yesterday. You were knocking him a little bit, but then you threw out there like, this is Danny Shelton. I think that Siaki Ika is what Danny Shelton was supposed to be. Like Danny Shelton was, didn't really pan out. And he was mostly just a two down player, despite maybe a hope for him to being a three down player. Vita Vea is on a different category and I don't want to compare the two, but I think Ika fits in between the two of them in terms of like his athleticism and his movement skills. I just, I am intrigued and we're, we're talking about projection and traits here. Like if uh, he didn't play every down at, at Baylor. And I think that maybe right. if he has an increased role this upcoming season, which I'm rooting for, I'm willing to buy in even more than I am right now. Like, I think this is a top 50 guy just because he's so goddamn big. And at the very least you're getting a guy that is immovable. That is so mm-hmm. freaking wide, not just from the fact that he's, <laughs> He's hard to move because he's so heavy, but he literally takes up two gaps. Like he's almost that wide watching him on film. You don't find a lot of guys built like this. And at the very least, you're getting a, a dude that you plug in the middle of your defense. That's going to play nose, can play a, play a one technique, probably not a lot further than that. And he's going to just going to take up space. Not necessarily someone who always pushes the pocket, but I got more effort from Ika than I did from Keanu Benton. That's where I'm hung up, is that I saw him play through the whistle. And the funny thing, before I let you jump in, Ryan, I wrote down in my notes that I I, I liked his, his pass rush style is very odd and a little bit unique because it's like he's trying to push his way through a crowd. He's so big and he's able to do this. He's just kind of just shoving people out of the way and then he finds his path eventually. Like I watched the West Virginia game and that was his best game last year. And yeah. I, I think that there's value to just how much space he eats up because he's so goddamn big. Th- this is my hangup with with Ika. Okay. Right? You, you mentioned the two guys that he's going to be compared to. You mentioned them. Danny yeah. Shelton, Vita Vea. One guy, Vita Vea, is an every down player because he is a special athlete for his size. And he has that upside. Danny Shelton was not a special a- athlete, but he was overdrafted because he had a great year at Washington. And he was overdrafted, Joe, but he wasn't a bad player. Like, Danny Shelton's been a good run stopper in the NFL. It's just he should not have been a first-round pick. Like, yeah. that's just – that's kind of the conversation. So you say that you think 
Ika is a really good athlete for his size, and I don't disagree there. My question is, and I think you already said that he's in between, is he teetering closer to Vita Vea or is he teetering closer to Danny Shelton? I think that's the big separator. That's going to be the determiner mm. for me, whether he's a two-down player or whether I'm underrating him and maybe he's got more three-down potential. I don't see three-down potential right now. I see a, I see a run-stopping nose that has an occasional flash play with his athleticism, and which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want this to be painted like I don't like si- um, Siaki Ika. I think he is a good football player who I think will have a role at the next level. I just don't know how valuable the role is. That's my issue with it. I, it seems like we both have the opposite opinion on either guy. Each guy. <laughs> so, yeah, so like you're kind of seeing how I see Keanu Benton and I'm the other way around. I, I, I again, I, I totally understand the perspective, but like from, yeah, for, for me, I think that that athleticism at that side, like I don't think Keanu Benton's like heads above Siaki Ika as a better athlete. But to answer Ooh. your question, I don't think there's like a vast difference. But you have to understand the context too here that like Benton's smaller than Ika. Like what sure was is. Benton's weight? Was he like 320? 315 or 314, something like that. And, and yeah. you, you've basically got a, a 40 pound difference between the two, which is which is tr- like a tremendous size difference. I, I think that he moves really, really well for that size profile. And I just mm-hmm. wonder if you can get a little bit out of him. I'm not worried if he's going to get fat and and out of breath mid play. I, I kept right. seeing that with Benton and he's not as big. Like that's where I'm getting hung up. And I saw more effort from Ika, which I think that maybe you can get more out of him as an occasional, as an occasional pass rusher, but probably not going to lean on him to do that too often. To answer your question about him and, and Vita Vea. Well, here's here's the difference, right? Yeah. Here's the separator, Joe. I just looked up both combines for both Danny Shelton and Vita Vea. Okay. Vita Vea, 6'4, 347 pounds, ran a 5'1 flat and had 41 reps on the bench. Jesus, that's insane. Um, Danny Shelton, on the other hand, uh-huh. was 6'2 and some change, 339. He ran 5'6'4, um, 34 reps on the bench, 30 and a half on the vert's pretty good, 95 inches on the broad. The other numbers are okay, but like 5'6'4 is slow. Like that is very slow. So that's why Eek I asked before. Eek is faster than that. Eek is, well, I think what's he going to run? Call your call your shot. Five two. Wow. If he's, at, if he's if he's at if he's at three sixty, he's gonna be like a five two, five three guy. I think he's got a, he's got some juice to him. He moves and he takes him a little time to get going. But uh, what did you say Vita Vea ran again? Five one flat. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's coming to that. I don't think he's coming to five one flat. I, he's Dude, probably I not remember, gonna be three sixty at the combine though. I remember that that com I remember at the combine for Vea, he was three forty seven. And I remember you know how they have the hand times that are always faster at first or whatever. I, I think one hand time said like four nine eight. And we're like, what? <laughs> what did he do? He just ran what? Do you remember um who was that nose guard that used to play for the Chiefs, was drafted in the first round out of the University of Memphis? He was also Terry no, Don Terry Poe. Oh. Remember Don Terry Poe? Yeah. So I need to pull up this combine stuff real quick because we're talking about big nose tackle. This was one of the freakiest things I've ever seen in my life. So where is it? Don Terry Poe. Here we go. Joe, listen to this stuff, man. It's, it's insane. Don Terry Poe was 6'3 and a half, 346 pounds. He ran, guess what he ran? 4'9. 
489 in the 40 had a 105 inch broad 456 20 yard shuttle which is pretty good and he had 44 reps on the bench he ran mm. sub 49 and had 44 reps on the bench at 346 pounds that is nuts man like that doesn't even make any logical sense i'd be curious to see what what he could test out as i think that that might that might be also a huge determiner of of his stock but i i yeah where would you rank him though? Because I think he's a top fifty player. I I think he's more a third roundish. I I think he's a top. He's a top hundred player. Okay, top hundred player. I I just I'm a little lower on the roll in my opinion. Like I think he's a seventy five to hundred type of player right now for me. If he goes into the season and he just is a dominant pass rusher and he shows a lot more in that department, then he can eke himself up, obviously, right? But like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I personally, I know we disagree on this, and we've talked about this a bunch already. I see a much better athlete on film in Keanu Benton than I do in Siaki. Not not much better. Like pertinent to their size, it's kind of close. But like I think Keanu Benton just in a vacuum is a better athlete. So, no, I totally understand where you're coming from, and we agree to disagree on this episode. But next sure. episode, we've got two more guys: Kalijah Cansey and. Jaqueline Roy. Is that Jaqueline? Is that the pronunciation we think? I I'm gonna call him Jacqueline. <laughs> I, I think it's Jaqueline. I would assume I'm, it's I'm Jaqueline. Calling, I'm calling him Jacqueline. What I, you should ask him. Uh so you don't miss out on that at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft at NFL Prospects Pod, Hack City on YouTube, and we'll we will be back to talk to you tomorrow and then eventually round things out with a uh full breakdown with Alex. For the rest of your week, folks, we'll be back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.